0: so you might remember from yesterday, you might remember from yesterday that uh, we were talking about your favorite books. And some of you, um, you all shared with me some of your favorite books, and some of you said, like, The Hunger Games, we heard Harry Potter, we heard, um, Green Eggs and Ham. There was a list, there was a list, a list, and you had, there was a lot that you liked, and there was also, it was clear, there was some that you didn't like. And, um, some of you seemed to be opting for the books that were easiest to read, and others of you seemed to be opting for ones that you read, which might have been difficult in some ways, but which inspired you or just really engaged you. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but after every single one of the books you, you sort of threw out there, you suggest, I have the same response. Every single time you threw out a book idea, I had the same response. I said the very same thing every time. Oh, you know what I said? And I am wondering if you've noticed this at the time, but I, and I don't think you did, but every single time you did, I said the same thing. What I said was, that's a good book. Oh, yeah, I, said, I noticed that. I, I said, that's that a good book. Oh, my good book. Good book, good book, that's a good book. And what you may also have realized, or what you might realize right now, starting this discussion is that what, what is well let me ask you this what is the um what does that phrase good book make you think of good books class good books class but notice notice the change you are now in high school you're in ninth grade you're in ninth grade and you are no longer in a good books class. We're done with it. Yeah, I can say, that's a good book. That's a good book, that's a good book, that's a good book. That's a great book. That's a great book. That's a great book. So there's an important distinction here which I'm trying to share with you all right now, which is that there is a real difference between a good book and a great book. And your parents and the faculty here and the administration here have all collectively decided that you guys are now ready for great books. The good ones are good. The great ones are that much more. It's time to start reading some books that were written for adults. Written for adults? Because you're young adults now and you need to start stepping up and taking on that full measure of responsibility. And that is an exciting prospect. It does mean, yeah, the books might become more difficult in some ways, but I also think they're going to be far more engaging and far more interesting if you just read. And I know that sounds like something that the teacher's just supposed to say, but I really mean, it. hopefully you can tell by my tone of voice that I really do mean that. I have had that experience. I mean, I used to be in ninth grade, and I sat there and I was like a little daunted by the books I had to read, and I wasn't sure that I really enjoyed them at all. And like I told you, last year's ninth grade class was the very same way. Talk to them now about Animal Farm in particular. They loved it. It was awesome. They really enjoyed it. It was more engaging than anything they'd read before. And I did the same exercise done last time. I was like, what, what books are you what books do you like? And they listed a lot of good books. Not doing that anymore. You've graduated from that. Now we're going to be reading great books. Now what might be the difference between those two things? Because it's one thing to say it, and you have some intuitive sense for what that difference is, good versus great. It's like, okay, great is better than good, right? Okay, but what is actually the difference? What, Why and why is there a difference? Why could we expect um, something like the old man and the Sea* to be in some way better than the Hunger Games or Green Eggs and Ham Like, why? What is actually the difference between these two things in terms of their quality? Why are the great books better than the merely good books? Any thoughts on that? Well, let me give you an idea. Have you ever written a good essay? A good one. Good not a great. Yes, it, it was a great. Answer. Yeah, it was a great answer. You've written good essays, uh, Jimmy. How much time did you put into that essay, the good one you wrote, that one? Yeah, two three hours. Okay, two or three hours to write an essay, and it was probably two or three pages, right? two or three hours, about an hour per page, and you get to the end and you, you know you, you have an idea and you go through and you form a thesis statement and maybe you wrote an outline if you were feeling ambitious or if someone made you write an outline. And then you're going through and you craft your paragraphs and at that pace it sounds like you were writing for about, about a page an hour, which means you were really focusing and, and putting in the work and probably reading as you went and putting in some quotations. And it took you about two or three hours of your life. And at the end, you had one, two, maybe three pages, probably two pages. And you looked at it and you're like, you know what? This right here, this is a good essay. And you turn it in. to say, that was my work. That is two, three hours of my blood, sweat, and tears at that keyboard, just pouring my soul onto the page. And the teacher gets it, and the teacher reads, it, and the teacher says, Jimmy, nice. Very good. This is intelligible. And then, like, slaps a big A on it and sends it back to you and says, this, this, Jimmy, was a good essay. So great. That's a big, long process, and it it took a lot of work, and it took a lot of time. let Let me put this to you. What would happen if you spent not two or three hours, but let's say You double that. You spend like six hours, maybe eight hours on that essay. What do you think the result would have been? Probably better. Better? Great. Great. Significantly better. That would have been that would have been a I mean, because then then you can actually pay attention not only to the thesis statement and the outline and the general flow of the paragraphs, then you can pay attention to You can actually look at every single sentence, and maybe reword a few of them so they sound better. You can then spend some time thinking, what would be a good title for this, that would draw my reader in, and maybe um, give them some indication of a deeper theme that they're going to find in this essay. You might cite your sources properly. You might actually think, you know, is this the right word for this sentence, or maybe not. Well, Not in two pages, you could go through it in eight hours with just two pages. Like you can go through there with some, some pretty intense detail. And you get to the end and you'd be really satisfied, and boy, would you get a good print. Okay, that's eight hours. Now imagine if you were writing something and you decided I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend a whole week on this. I'm going to get up every day, I have a week, I'm week free, maybe it's during the summer, and you say, I'm going to write this thing, and I'm going to spend a whole week. So maybe spend five hours a day for a whole week. Five hours a day, five days, 25 hours on that essay. Then maybe you could expand it, you could add some pages, but also, you have so much time, you could go into such detail. Writing is an absolute art form. There are so many variations in, in not only what you say, but also how you say it, that will register differently on your audience's ear so that it will be more or less persuasive. It will bring different images to mind, remind them of different things, allude to different things. And you know this difference because sometimes you read something, maybe it's a student essay, maybe it's your own essay, and you think, oh, oh, this doesn't really make sense. I'm confused. It's hard to understand. it's, It's hard to read. I have that experience as a teacher quite frequently. I get, I get, an essay, I'm like, this is just like, this is just laborious. Like, I don't, I don't want to read through this because it's not engaging me. And other times I get it, and I'm like, this flows beautifully, and I get the point, and it's making me think. Now imagine, and, and by the way, like if you take this on the on the scale of like writing a whole book. The authors who write good books, they do essentially that. Like, They put a lot of work into it, they wrote a good book. The authors who write great books, it is their life. It is their life. One uh, famous American novelist named John Steinbeck, he wrote this book called East of Eden. And you should you should read it sometimes. It's really very good. Um, the book is like two hundred and twenty-six thousand words. It's two hundred and twenty-six thousand words, and it's about, that's about six hundred pages long. Six hundred pages long. Well, when asked about the book afterwards, they said, "Like, how much time did you spend on it? What was it like writing this book?" You know what he said? He said, "Well, I started." with the planning stage, you know, like you plan an essay. He said, first I was planning the book. He said, how long did that take you? You know what his response was? 11 years. He said, I plan, I was planning for 11 years. 11 years. And by the way, this guy, he's an author. He's an author. It's his profession. He was, he's not a student. It's not like he goes to class every day, all day, and then he goes home and he starts, he writes for like a busy 40, 40 minutes. No, like he's an author. This is his his profession. He's, he was planning for 11 years, which means all of his time, and every spare loan he had, really, he was devoting to this craft of writing. 11 years he was planning. And then he says he wrote for one whole year, uninterrupted. Meaning, he planned for 11 years, and then he sat down, and he just wrote every day, all day, every day, for a whole year. He just wrote it out. Um, That's like... In comparison to Jimmy's, like, two hours on the essay, we're talking about thousands and thousands of hours. Thousands of hours on the writing, and and he said afterwards he said he went through, he burned through three hundred pencils. Imagine just dumping three hundred pencils on the desk and seeing them all fall over the desk. He went through; it wasn't he just like went through until it was like halfway down and tossed it out. He got all the way down to the nub of three hundred pencils, writing it out. And then there was the whole editing stage. So he gets it all written out, he plans for 11 years, and then the man has to edit his 600 pages. Uh, He says he had about 350,000 words before it was edited, which means he cut out, he cut out and just threw away about 329 pages. he had written so much and so effectively that he had 329 pages that he had to kind of pare down and cut out leaving the 600. That it's his life. He's an artist. It's his profession. It's, it's what he, he does. He was born to do it. So then you got to think about the, the, like what a high-resolution product he has. John Steinbeck thought about everything. He cared about every word. He looked them all over ten times. This is as dedicated as he could be to his craft. And you gotta think, what, and suddenly like hold the book in your hands and you think, all of that went into this. This man poured his life into it for like over a decade. Why? Like what has he thought was so important to tell me? What story did he think really needed to be told? There's the difference between a good book and a great book. And as you can imagine, it's not always super easy to read a great book. If you're paying attention, it'll be compelling and you won't want to put it down. Sometimes it's going to challenge you. In fact, it always will challenge you if you're it. Some of it's just so, so thrilling and gripping and fun. I mean, these people, they know what they're doing. Again, yeah, this is their craft. They care about it. Um, I mean, just think about, think about like how high quality a product that has to be. It might help if I could do a visual example. Like imagine if someone spent that much time on one painting Result be visually magnificent, assuming they're a good painter? If an artist spends 15 years on one painting, the result is going to be tremendous. You've got to realize when you have like some big old dusty book, East of Eden, in your hands, you are holding a masterpiece. That's what I want to try and get across to you right now. The transition from good books to great books is not really something to be trifled with. It's a meaningful transition. I mean, you're being asked to to grow up in the best way possible. It's like, welcome to uh, the adult world. Some cool stuff happens. And you're being invited along. So that's just a reminder. Take these books seriously please just read them. Read them. Those authors are pleading from their graves. Just read it. They care about it. They, they wrote it so that people like you could read and benefit. And I think that's worth thinking about moving forward. Those are the kind of books.